What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In Studio. And it's your boy Jerome Rogan in the building, aka Dante. And it, don't it just feel so sexy today, man? It just feels so, so nice, man. I got a super, super special guest in the building. Probably y'all have seen him, y'all know him. Something about a guitar that just make me just go in the sexy mode, you know what I'm saying? I got Mr. Ricky Mitchell in the building, man. How you doing, Rick? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Just keep on, just keep on. Yeah, man. Yeah, this the new song. This the new one. Oh, this is the new song? Yeah, it's the outro on our album, Late Night Call. We made a little album recently. Okay. We're working on it. Still working on it, getting a few things worked out on it. But this the outro. I had just made the chords in the studio at the end of the uh, album, and I didn't even know what I was really playing. Ended up falling in love with this progression. Mm. It ain't got no words to it on the album, but on the next album we're going to do, I'm going to put some words to it. Okay. And it's going to be a whole different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Check it, check it, check it, yes Tap in studio, yes we in here Flowing to the mic, I now got care Um, We got Ricky in the building, hold on I can't forget about Jazz, she in here Don't forget about your boy Tay Uh, We ain't from the Bay, but we smoking hay yeah, sounds so sexy, man. Goddamn. Yeah, it's for the ladies. Yeah. It's for the ladies, definitely. What's the name of the album? We don't got a name for that bad boy. Okay. We're still figuring it out. Okay. We only we just been playing about a year now, just about a year now. Okay. Me and Joe, the bass player, I've been knowing that nigga for about four years. That nigga, he got hard. Yeah. Your brother was some soul. White nigga was some soul. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Who taught you how to play the guitar? Man, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, I asked my mom for some drums. She showed up with a guitar, so I had to figure that out. Um, <laughs> really? I remember I prayed a lot. I had prayed to the Lord, and I always remembered that uh, my mother told me, be careful what you wish for and like be careful what you ask the Lord for because you might get it. You know. And I used to pray to him all the time, like bless me on this instrument, give me understanding and discernment, uh, success through it. And I was like, I'll sacrifice my time and my free will and like read my Bible and like try to be more obedient to you if you bless me and help me bring people closer to you through it. And I'd be damned if he didn't, you know? Really? Dang, that's what you asked for for real? And you was thinking it was going to be drums? Yeah, I wanted to play the drums. When I first got into music and stuff, I remember Guitar Hero came out and I was listening to a lot of rock and roll at the time. I had been, I grown up with like rap my whole life, so... This is like when I'm like 13, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I never heard no Aerosmith thing. This shit fucked my head up. Yeah. So I got into guitar real heavy and stuff, and like, like top that, that, that type of music. But I wanted to play the drums. I wanted to play the drums. I remember seeing church and shit, and I was like, the niggas on the drums seem like the cool niggas. Like, I want to be the niggas. <laughs> but she was like, hell no, you ain't getting no drums pretty much. She just showed up with a guitar one day, and I had to figure it out. And I remember praying, and I was just like, just show me a way on this instrument, Lord. Just show me how to. So you've never been like like taught or anything? You just straight self taught? Pretty much. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you like the name of this chord. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to tell you the name of that or what notes work up under. You just that. play for whatever feels good. Or? Yeah, with my ear. I, I trained my ear a lot. Trained mm. my ear a lot. I played to a lot of my old uh, records that my grandparents. I ended up getting through their uh, passing. A whole lot of records I got that I just jammed to quite often. Like it teach me a lot. Mm, okay. You got to learn from the people that came before you. Yes, sir. Yeah. So let's let's start from the beginning. Man. Where you from? Dallas, Texas, man. Dallas, Texas, born and raised, man. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm uh, let's say from the from the jump, from the jump when it all started. Uh, I used to watch a lot of music videos when I was a little nigga. I remember when Usher would come on, I'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm about to go dance, nigga. I have in front of the TV, <laughs> nigga. I put on my leather jacket, nigga. I put on my shades and shit, you know what I'm saying? I get to dance with that motherfucking shit. Michael Jackson come on as a prince, I'd be like, 
nigga, I'm gonna be famous. I used to say that shit all the time when I was yeah. a hood, nigga. I was like, I wanna be famous. My mama used to laugh and shit, and like, they never really thought much of it, but I used to practice on singing a lot as a young and like, sing like a, a lot, copy a lot of people's voices and stuff, but never really had no confidence in myself as an artist. And then like, I was. Put, it, put that mic a little closer. Never had too much confidence in myself as an artist or like really knew what I was capable of or what was gonna happen later on in life. Mm-hmm. And, um,. I just practiced dancing a lot and singing a lot, I remember. And I was like, I knew that I had a little something, something but I wasn't uh, wasn't really pushing myself to go too far with it or really thought too much of it until I started really just thinking about everything and, like, seeing how life was playing out as a youngin', like, getting a little bit older and stuff. I was like, nigga, I got ten toes, ten fingers, just like the rest of these niggas. They not some right. holy motherfucker just because, like, they just, just knew to believe in themselves and not hold themselves back. Mm. They knew that, like, you're capable of beautiful things and like you can hold yourself back from that if you acting like a scared little bitch about life you know what i'm saying you gotta go chase that shit you know what i mean so yeah i started chasing life and really uh fueling myself and believing in myself like my even though my mom bought me a guitar and my dad bought me a guitar and like helped me out here and there with shit like they wasn't really um more supportive as like play that whole nigga you know what i'm saying like they was like turn that shit down cut it off i don't want to hear it that shit lame, you know what I'm saying? For the mm-hmm. long, even after I got good, you know what I'm saying? It just isn't, not even till just like recently now that they see me got pictures playing with Coolio on the sidewalk and like other shit like that, that they're like, okay, this nigga doing something, I guess. But like for the longest, I was the only person really supporting myself. And then, then I went to, uh, went to getting, getting into uh drugs and shit man that was after uh this this is around high school i'm talking about this around high school started getting into drugs and shit and like stopped going to school and really uh got into this damn guitar and shit my mom was not having it so she sent me to my pops that nigga wasn't having it me and him was about to scratch so then i went back to my tea lady house and then me and my step pop scratched and i had to get the fuck out my mm. mom was like got a dip nigga so i went to my granny house and like she was super supportive. She always like loved the music and shit like that. Like, like, and she had been lonely because my granddad had died a few years earlier, right? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, I'm just chilling with Granny, but mind you, I'm I'm on drugs, nigga. Like, I'm on cocaine and a few other things. You feel me? And I'm a young nigga going through different forms of puberty and shit. So a lot of shit shaking up. You feel me? Yeah. And I'm, I'm disrespectful, nigga. Like, I'm mad disrespectful. You <laughs> yeah. feel me? Like, just ignorant for no reason. And um. At the time, I couldn't really hear the Lord's voice. You know, I was really clouding my judgment and my, my vision on what my, my mission in life was. And ended up getting into my grandma. I ain't, not physically nothing, but just verbally disrespecting her. And I had to dip, right? So I got my Bible, my guitar, and that's about it. And I'm just out here. And I'm like, nigga, I'm going to be all right. My uh, tea lady called me about a week later. And I already knew it was some shit because I had some dreams. And, uh... I didn't listen to it. I didn't apologize. Never called her back or nothing like that. I had ended up getting a call from my mom. Somebody ended up stabbing my grandma 52 times in the chest in her apartment and locked her in there. She was in there for a good little minute, locked up. Me and my, uh, yeah, me and my mom and my little brother and everybody took that one a little while. That shit fucked our heads up, but especially me. Like, my mom, she was on some petty stuff a little bit. Like, I ain't talking to her right now. And, like, I was on some, some shit like that, too, I guess. You know what I mean? And then to see her just taken from us like that really taught me a powerful lesson that I um, hold to this day. Like, just love people out of here, you know? Yeah. Damn. But um, she was the only one that really ever supported me, truly, when I think back about it. She truly supported me a lot. So whenever I'm playing those records and stuff and hearing them, the older music and shit, it really inspires me to uh, go hard. Yeah. And to bring bring something out that I feel like she'd be proud of, you know? Yeah. Did they ever catch you, uh, my, who did that to your granny? My, uh, I just, I got some people that, uh, seen about that, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't have to incriminate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got some people that seen about that, but, uh, yeah, that shit is just, it's a part of That's, life, so. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, for those who, um, who may not even know, you are, you perform like every weekend down at Deep Elm in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. 
What street do you uh, perform on? Like, or Main you, Street. Main Street? Yeah, every weekend we out there. You can catch us. Like, we got food poisoning this weekend. So, they, them niggas wasn't out there. I was out there. <laughs> because, like, I know it's motherfuckers out there that want to see my shit. Like, literally just yesterday, I was out there in the heat. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, I want to leave. This is some bullshit. But I got to thinking, like, you know that you, like, got to come out here. Like, you ain't got shit better to do, player. Come out here and be your best. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. some lady came by. And was talking about the riots almost a year ago and saying that she remembered me from that. And her daughter and her had seen me before the riots came and they loved the music. She said she had videos and shit. And she was telling me since then her daughter had passed and shit. And like she just really was like elated to be able to see me and shit. Cause like her and her daughter talked about me a lot apparently. And shit mm. like that. She fucked my head up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm happy I was there on yeah. that hot day to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's little shit like that while I go out there all the time while I'm so dedicated to it, why you can catch me out there every time you go out there because, like, you never know who it is. It might be Coolio, like, that one time or somebody mama that just, that just music, vibe, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't know yeah. what that shit do to people, to touch people, man. It's a blessing. Yeah. Let me ask you, what, uh, where where exactly do you be on Main Street? Is there a certain like store that you be in front of? or Jaden Clover. It's a... Uh, it's a plant shop. It's a plant shop. Everybody be getting their plants in there and shit. Oh, okay. A whole lot of white folks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, you can go over there to Jade and Chloe to get you some cool plants. They got real cool shit. Sometimes I be getting the ladies a little cheap plant from up over there or something. If they want something. <laughs> but, uh, Jade and Clover is a cool spot. They don't be tripping. They let us turn up. Sometimes they give us water. Like, fuck with Jade and Clover. Definitely. Okay. So, let me ask you this, man, because we've had a lot of artists that came on this show. Mm-hmm. What made you go from to street performing versus trying to like get a record deal or go to like the traditional let me let me try to you know what I mean let me go through the industry way versus doing the street performer At first it was a crutch from comfort you know what I'm saying my bedroom was my first comfort zone when it came to playing music and then I got kicked out that motherfucker so I had to figure it out and like Going outside and having to sing for a motherfucking play guitar to eat, nigga. Like, I did that shit for three years straight, damn near. You know what I'm mm. saying? I was 17. I had to figure that shit out. And uh, I just got good than a motherfucker doing that. Got comfortable, too. And then I started trying to do other ventures and shit like that in life. And, like, I played a few gigs here and there that were super small, though. The amount of foot traffic that I get on the sidewalk, the amount of females that I get on the sidewalk, the amount of weed that I can smoke on the sidewalk and the amount of money that I can make on the sidewalk. A lot of these venues just don't be adding up, man. Like To go try to perform at yeah, the venue? it really don't. Like, we just was about to play at the venue the other day. Joe had got this little play, the bass player. He was like, I got a show for us, nigga. I was like, okay, bet. We pulled up. I was like, look, nigga, we about to miss out on about $200 a piece out of the three of us, we about to miss out on $200 if we don't take our ass to D-Bellum. Fuck this show. It's five people here. And not only that, it's like, I don't know, bro. Like, we ain't about to make no money. Yeah. It's five people here. We ain't about to make no money. So there's no foot traffic. There's no money. And then there's a place where we known at. We can smoke weed. It's bitches. Money. All of that. Foot traffic. Like, why wouldn't I go to D-Bellum and go do that? You know what I'm saying? Because eventually, you don't you want to get off of p- yep. performing on the we street? we done outgrown that motherfucker. Like, they, I'm, we done had city ordinance trying to stop us and all sorts of shit. It's definitely time to move on. We're looking for bigger venues. But until we get a venue that's paying, like, at least, like, $600, $700, nigga, and it's got a few people there, we ain't really trying to fuck with it. Because it's like Deep Ellum got that and more. Yeah. You feel me? That's the least we going to get from Deep Ellum. Yeah. How many people in your band? Just three. Just three of us? Three of y'all? I was like, us. I put me in there. <laughs> just three. Just three. Okay. How did you find them? Where did they come from? Joe, I was in a band with Joe for a minute about like two, three years ago. I ended up getting kicked out because the lead singer, I was singing too much and playing guitar like a motherfucker. And he wasn't really fucking with it. He was like, You getting kicked out a lot of shit, Rick. He was like, this nigga shining, bro. Like, <laughs> But now nah, he cool. Me and him cool to this day. Me and him cool. Uh, his name's Griffin, man. But he ended up, ended up getting rid of me, man. And uh, Joe ended up leaving the band to go back to this other band he was with. And then he quit that band. And I was like, nigga, I've been told you we need to make some music. So he came out to Texas from California, and we had just started jamming, and the shit was right. And then somebody had told me on Instagram to go meet up with this nigga 
in uh, Garland. And I was like, that's right where I'm at right now. It was where I was crashing at the time, out mm-hmm. Garland. And I was like, fuck it, let me see what this nigga on here, drummer. Because we had a drummer at the time, but I wasn't, he was amazing, but like not for the direction that I felt like I was going in. So I was like, I was like, I'm probably about to see what this other nigga on. And like, the shit took off. The shit took off. It was really just a, uh, it was a power play. Nigga just knew what I was, what I was doing to some extent, I guess. Because like, I could hear how that shit would mix together. And mm-hmm. then how I had to curate. Jimmy, the drummer, he hadn't played drums in a minute. He was focused on like stacking and shit like that you know what i'm saying but he his heart was still in the music so he had finally had the time and the finances in order to like sit back and play the drums and get back good on it he'd be helping with investing in the band and shit helping us go to cool studios and get our shit recorded and shit like that i just gotta make the material and go hard write the shit you know what i'm saying sing it i write the lyrics i sing play the guitar Joe hold it down on the bass like a motherfucker. That mm. nigga is a white Bootsy Collins. <laughs> that nigga go hard than a motherfucker. And we just be acting up, man. Y'all gonna see us soon. We gonna what kind it. of uh, what what kind of music you guys play? Is there a particular genre that that y'all play? We don't. I definitely don't like to be held down in one genre because I feel like that's that's limiting yourself to money and people. But I I love. I we play funk. We play jazz. We play like pop music. We play. Like good groove music. We got instrumentals. We play metal. We play rock and roll. We play like blues. You know what I'm saying? We play everything. We How did you up. get into uh, all these different genres? It's just all them damn records from my granddad and my granny. Really? And then YouTube a motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> YouTube a motherfucker. It could be showing young people shit they don't got no business knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I know all sorts of good music, man. It's really, crazy, man. Man, what's your favorite? Who's your uh, like? What's your favorite? Either um, the Isley Brothers, because they got so many of them. It's like damn, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or the Temptations, Isley Brothers or the Temptations. Mm, Okay. When David Ruffin was with them niggas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The real, the original Temptations. For real, they go hard though with the psychedelic shack and that later shit though. That other shit go hard too. Do you fuck with uh like George Clinton and all them? Yeah. 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 Bootsy Collins on them niggas. Yeah. I see that. All them niggas from that little funky era back in the day. Johnny Guitar Watson. A whole lot of niggas from way back when. Like BB King and shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you be too Freddie young. Freddie King, all of that. Man, when you hear me play something like this, where you think it's coming from? Like that type of. That's some blues right there. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some blues, man. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of like uh, Roger and Zap. You know mm-hmm. when they had a little tongue thing on the yeah, mouth. Yeah, how they be having a mouth? Yeah, I'll be making this motherfucker talk. Yeah, thing, <laughs> yeah. man. I, and so I know in the beginning you said that y'all recorded an album. Mm-hmm. Um, we rushed. We got like nine songs done in less than three days, and we hated each other. And then we like we were about to fight. But trying to record them, nigga. After we recorded it, we damn near got into why, big ass why, physical why? fight. Like why? Phys- what happened? Niggas was just ego and shit. We was feeling ourselves and shit. It's like motherfucker. This shit was stressful. Stressful than the bitch trying to get all them songs done in three days. Like niggas don't do. Why that. Why I had three days? Cause we paid fifteen hundred dollars to go to this fancy ass studio. I was like, bro, I got niggas that can hook us up for the low, bro. Like let's go. For somewhere. real, Jimmy. Like hell no, nah. bitch for the band. <laughs> We going to the white folks with the money. I'm like, nigga, I got some niggas that can do the same shit for less, bro. But he was like, nah. So we went up there, and it's like, we paid 1500 Just like, we ain't got no more to record with, so we got to hit this hole in three days. Mm. Nigga, that shit was stressful. We did it. We still got to mix and master that motherfucker, and we going to redo a few ones because it was a little rushed. Certain parts need a little bit more love. But, um... Are you writing, um... Are you writing uh, all the songs, or do you collab with your bandmates? So 95% of the songs, I come to them with like an acoustic guitar or plugged in and I'm like, hey, check out these lyrics and this rhythm that I made or like check out this rhythm that I made. I, I spontaneously come up with stuff like the rhythms I typically sit down with and really work out sometimes. Sometimes it'll come to me out of nowhere. But the lyrics, let me smoke a blunt and just free my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll get, then lyrics just flow. It's just a matter of either recording or writing it down. And then I got that that shit down and then I bring it to them 
and I hear what they got to put onto it, and nine times out of ten, they playing the right shit to it. Sometimes I gotta be like, I might, might want you to switch that up a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But they, I think they understand the direction at this point. Because in the beginning, I remember I used to have to like really show them what the fuck I was doing because it didn't really make no sense to nobody and I'm, I'm not very structured when it comes to music apparently <laughs> mm-hmm. but um whenever we didn't have more time now we're damn near been playing a year like you can really see how we starting to understand where we're going musically and like where I'm trying to go and like they understand the direction and shit like that like a lot of the music is super curated at this point and it's like I don't think motherfuckers ready for this shit when they hear it <laughs> We got what? so many different genres on there. Oh, really? That's what I was about hit. to ask you. Yeah. Mm, okay. Are you are you guys putting them like out like on Apple and all the streaming platforms? All the streaming platforms sooner than later. Sooner than later, it's being mixed and mastered right now. And then uh, less than a week, we we're gonna go and re-record a few parts just so it's extra good for y'all. So it's just right because we can't rush it. We was rushing it them three days, and it it would have been good enough. Motherfuckers might not even notice. But it's like I would have known, and I'm I can't live with that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get signed like to a label or anything, like you and your band? Uh it depends, man. I don't want to be piggy helping somebody piggyback off of my success or piggybacking off of somebody else or doing all the little shit that they want you to do, taking photos and shout out this and do that. Like I I I don't know, man. It seemed like. See, but that's how you get to the top. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I you got to put in that work, man. I see motherfuckers making it to the top without doing that though, without having to get Ooh. fucked. Shit, uh, what's that nigga name? That nigga don't nobody like. He like, damn, I hate the fact I can't remember this nigga name right now. It's this Dorian podcast that I be watching all the time on uh, Instagram, and he always be stealing this one video from this one rapper that don't nobody fuck with. But he. He not signed to nobody and rich than a motherfucker. Is it six nine? No, it ain't six nine. Oh. But it's a few examples of that though. It's a few examples of that. Like it's it's definitely possible in today's age to be able to freak the system. Oh no, I, it is definitely. I mean, and then we, independent going independent, you could definitely do it. You know what I mean? Over like like a hundred thousand dollars, like to invest in ourselves with, like. Jimmy got us right, my nigga. Like, we really don't need nobody. We really just plotting this shit out. We need a manager. That's what we need. We need mm. a manager and a financial advisor. Somebody to help us figure out how to go about this shit the right way. Somebody that we can trust. That's really what we need. Mm, okay. Somebody to help us book some shit. Somebody who know who the fuck it is. We trying to play at the Texas State Fair. Somebody can help a motherfucker out. We don't know who to talk to. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we need a manager for, though, for shit like that. Because we know we can go up there and rock some shit like that and fuck some shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And have everybody happy. But who the fuck do we talk to to get yeah. to some shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we gotta, yeah, yeah. I'm going to email them niggas. I'm going to email the Texas State Fair, but... Fuck! I need to get somebody that's <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm like. I really need a, a manager that done bumps the shoulders with some motherfuckers that know some people though. Like uh, Joe, he had a, uh, his last band. They toured all over. They done been on Good Morning America and shit. Like he's got Joe's got way more experience whenever it comes to the, uh, show business and shit like that and how everything run because like his band was super successful to some extent. Like mm. way more successful than ours is right now. Like. They had merchandise, like, fans all over, like, Europe and shit. They toured a lot. Them niggas, like, they were called the Darbies and shit. They broke up, but they was doing their little thing. I wonder what happened if they was so successful. Niggas was going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas was going crazy. (laughs) This shit is hard to maintain. Being in a band, I thought this shit would be amazing. It's, it's, It's a beautiful experience, and I appreciate it, and I respect it. But, man, this shit has sacrifices and rules to the game. That's that's what anything though, man. That's what anything. Would you ever think about going like solo? Man, it would have to be like after we found success and shit like that. And I'm I'm like I want to do something else. <laughs> Looking at, it, I'm trying to go in a different direction. <laughs> like we can still make some money. We can still go here and do that. But nigga, I want to make a motherfucking. Uh, uh, indie pop track looking ass. I don't know. I might be on some other shit by then. <laughs> yeah. They gonna be like, look, we ain't trying to make no club tracks. That I do be, we do be bumping heads when it comes to shit like that. Cause I'm like, I want some music that they can play in the club too. Like I want to play some pop. I want some pianos and some synths. I want some EDM, nigga. I want everybody to be able to find something 
and they'd be mad that they can't find no more of that. Mm. <laughs> I done yeah. snatched a little bit of everybody into my little category, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah. But I feel like I feel like those are just different parts of me because I love all music. Like when it comes to my music taste, like I love all sorts of shit. I've been on a real classic wave lately, but before that I listened to a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. Man, um what are your what are your is your mom still your mom still around? Yeah. Okay, y'all are y'all cool now? We cool. We okay, cool. We she's cool. she's supporting you now. Like, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah, she be like, she be going to work, right? She work for like some corporate little thing or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying, doing her thing in the cubicle or whatever. Mm-hmm. She be telling me that her friends be calling her at work or whatever. Like, they be like, girl, come over here, come over here. Is this your son? And then there'd be a video for me, like Deep Elm or something like that. There'd be a video of me jamming out there doing my thing. She'd be like, oh my God, yes, that's my son. They'd be like, girl, he talented than a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm dead. How did that make you feel when you I'd be that? laughing like a mother. She'd just be having me smiling. My uncle, he like, that nigga gangster than a motherfucker. I showed him the picture of me and Coolio. That nigga lost his shit. That mm. nigga didn't know how to act. What was you and Coolio doing? So check it out. I was playing guitar right with the band. And we going hard. It was a big ass crowd of people around us. It's regular, you know what I'm saying? It's your regular night. I'm smoking my blunt, looking mean and shit. Like, fuck the police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> On the sidewalk. And Coolio just, I guess he just seen the nigga was just cool to the motherfucker. He was fucking with it. The nigga just started recording. And I seen the her and the hat. And I couldn't tell because he getting a little older, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, that motherfucker look like Coolio. And I kept on playing, hit my blunt. I look again, I'm like, hold up. Ain't nobody gonna have no fucking ugly braids up there <laughs> like that. Boy, that's that nigga Coolio, bro. And then I said it in the mic. I was like, hey, yo, that's Coolio. That is Coolio, y'all. That's Coolio right there. Like, bro, that's Coolio. And then everybody in the crowd started going crazy. They was like, oh, shit, that's Coolio. Hold up. I think we have some technical difficulties. Oh, we good. Go ahead. Okay. Everybody in the crowd was like, oh, shit, that's Coolio. After I said that, like, kind of, like, spotted the nigga. I fucked it up, I guess. And then that nigga was like, yeah. The nigga was like, yeah, I'm Coolio. He walked up. I was like, come do a song, nigga. Come do a song. And he was like, y'all know how to do Gangsta Paradise? I was like, we can fuck with it. And, like, we did, like, something close to it. It wasn't quite Gangsta Paradise. Uh-huh. We, it was the essence of Gangsta Paradise, you feel me? Like, yeah. He, he hit that hoe, and then I played one of my originals. And that nigga was like, hold the fuck up. He came up again, and he said, let me hit a freestyle on that bitch. Nigga freestyled on it. I was Straight like, up? Yeah. <laughs> that nigga was feeling that up. How long ago was this? This was about three months ago. About Straight three up? months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Any other celebrities you seen out there? Earl Sweatshirt got a video of me. Uh, dude from Tyler Crater and all that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Wolfgang and all that. That nigga right there, he go hard than the motherfucker. It was real cool meeting him. I thought he was just a regular ass nigga. He do. He look like regular. Cause he, he's a regular ass yeah. nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that that was that nigga though. I was like, bro, that nigga look like Earl Sweatshirt. And the nigga was on scooters and shit back when we still had scooters out here in Dallas, if you know about it. And then uh, I seen that nigga come back. I was like, Earl, that nigga turned. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I followed that nigga. I was like, yo, what's up, nigga? I was talking to the nigga and shit and like. Somebody was watching my gear and shit. And he was like, what you out here doing and shit? I'm like, I'm playing music right now. He came back, listened to the music, and was fucking with it and shit. Shit was cool. Uh, other Only other famous person I've seen out here, y'all probably don't know him. Uh, he the lead guitarist for uh, Polyphia or some some band like that. They from out here in Dallas. That nigga stole one of my licks. I swear to God. That nigga stole one of my guitar <laughs> licks. That nigga, I, I was like, Tim Henson, what's up, nigga? Because like, he real cool. Like He's real prominent in the guitar community. That nigga just looked at me, heard my shit, didn't say nothing. I was like, well, fuck that nigga then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I kept on playing. I shit you not. A few months later, I heard, like, some similar shit to my shit and his shit. A few months later, I ain't even going to cap. I might mm. just be conceited. <laughs> look, let me see that nigga on stage. I slap the shit out that little nigga. <laughs> God damn, Rick. Oh, <laughs> let me stop. You wild boy, man. Let me start. What's the um, so those are kind of the the coolest uh, experience you had out there? Yeah, just about. I had my first concert was in Deep Ellum. I was uh working at Presbyterian, at uh, Abu Pan. I don't know if it's still in there. It's a little sandwich shop in the front over there at the uh, hospital. But anyways, that was my first job. I was working up there with my cousin and shit, and I had to lie like a motherfucker. I was like, "Hey, bro, Granny locked out. I gotta go. Granny locked out. I gotta let her in the house. She ain't got the key. Apparently, like." 
one of my homeboys from Guitar Center that called me up. I used to go to Guitar Center damn near every day, going there, playing shit, learning mm. shit, figuring it out. This is when I was like three, four years in the guitar. I was just starting to understand some shit, just starting to get good. And um, my homie Diego, he used to work up there. I still talk to Diego. He a cold motherfucker. He taught me a lot. He like one of my heroes. He was like, hey, bro, I got an extra good ticket to this concert, nigga. Get up here ASAP. Like, if you can't get here in 30 minutes, nigga, I don't know what to do. I had to run. From Presbyterian to Guitar Center. How far Over there is off it? Lover's Lane. Nigga, that's about four train stops. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Four. How long that's train? probably about a good two miles, bro. About oh, dang. Two miles. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over there working like a mother. I'm over there running. I used to be in cross country. That's the only thing that saved my ass. <laughs> only thing that saved me. Nigga was running like a motherfucker. I made it. Got the tickets, and I got to see my favorite guitarist at the time, Yingwe Malmsteen. He a dude from the 80s, crazy nigga, like crazy motherfucker. If you ever get a chance to search up for shit and see him. I got to see him, Steve Vai, Zach Wilde, and Nuno Betancourt, and Tosin of Boston. It's like some of the coldest niggas in the game, you know what I'm saying? If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you know it, you feel me? And that shit was like, it just showed me how to fuck some shit up. Like, I thought that I was on some shit. They showed me, like, bro, if you really want to give some people experience, you want them to remember some shit, if you want them to feel some shit, make a motherfucker cry, scream, have fun, you're going to have to push this shit to the next level, give it everything you got. And, like, they just really showed me how to hit that hole. Yeah. And now I know where, where the bar at. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we be acting. That's why we be acting up. That's why we be acting up. Yeah. God dang, man. I wish I could play an instrument. Like, I don't have – I'm too old to, to – uh, had a patience now to even mm. learn. Never that, man. You, I'm surprised. I figured it out this instant gratification age that I'm living in. You know what I'm saying? We want everything like that. You feel <laughs> me? Like the fact that I had the time to sit down and figure this motherfucker out. It's a blessing. Yeah. It's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was because I got ADHD. I got ADHD. I can't even see. You see me moving in this chair right now. Like, I can't sit still. The only time I sit still is when I play this or like a video game or something like that. Like, only time I really sit still. That's. Like I feel like music is like a um is music I feel like is the like the heartbeat of of the world kind of like you know what I mean like mm. it's like uh I feel like I feel like black people mostly has like an internal um internal beat or internal yeah connection with the beat yes like they kind of like we we we're I guess because we're emotional um more emotional than any other culture or uh, people that when it comes to like music and instruments and and instrumentation that that's just the fiber of our being you know mm. what i mean and so probably when you play the music that's just it just common it's like a common kind of effect through i don't i don't even know how to explain it i don't even it, but it's deeper than really what i could really explain but i i when I hear music, even like just you playing the guitar earlier, it just brought over a calm mm. that I was just like, "This is what the fuck I need!" Like on a on a regular day, like <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying? I'm addicted to this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I need that on a like on an everyday. Um, did you ever see that uh, Chappelle skit that about? Um, I bet I have. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them all at least ten times. <laughs> It, it was like that certain people react to uh, certain races. Yes, react when to, John Mayer came yeah. and that bitch was <laughs> fucking it up. Boy, that shit go hard. That shit funny to the bitch. Yeah, that but shit. I feel like black people react to guitars too. You know Definitely what I'm saying? That. If you play it right, motherfuckers forget that just about sixty years ago, fifty years ago, motherfuckers was like in the boom boom room playing guitar, sweating like a motherfucker, and like dancing to like some some blues. You feel me? Or yeah. some swing or some shit like that. Some jazz and R and B, but black people don't really listen to that type of shit no more. You ever thought about um? This just something I just thought about. I I think my homeboy used to do this for for comedy, where he used to um he went to a business that that was like a slow business, and was like, yo, if we could play in here on your busy nights, it'll draw traffic in here. And then pay us for, you know what I mean, for the people that's in here or pay us a, a flat rate or something like that. Mm -hmm. You ever thought about doing something like that? Like one of these venues? I got, 
I didn't try to do that before. A lot. Another one of the reasons why I don't really fuck with the places in Deep Ellum. Um, back when I was homeless and I really needed some help like that, like, hey, let me fuck with you, you fuck with me type shit, and I had a little crowd. They were like, fuck you. Whenever I needed some energy to use their generator, I mean, use their power or something like that, they'd be like, fuck you. Now I put a generator in front of their shit and mm-hmm. turn my amp up in front of their shit, and I got a band in front of your shit. You can't hear your customers, like. You can't smell shit because it's noxious fumes in the air and shit. Like, should have fucked with me a few years ago. You feel me? Now I'm ignorant. Like, <laughs> I don't give a damn. But Jada and Clover could. Uh, we be good and far from that shit. We used to. We used to be doing shit like that. We don't really do that no more. Cause Jada and Clover, they don't call the cops. They don't call city ordinance. They don't do nothing. They just like man. Them niggas bringing traffic over here. Them right. motherfuckers smart. Right. They smart. They paying attention over there. Everybody else like they hating, bro. I swear. They get tired of seeing us out there. So what's what's the uh, what's the ultimate? Where, where would you want to see, like you and your band go? I'm trying to be like Super Bowl halftime show. Hmm, like that. And that ain't even. I want a Grammy before I leave this motherfucker. Definitely that. Who? What? What? Uh, what producers or who would you want to work with? Hmm. If I had a producer to work with, that nigga Timbaland crazy. I with work Timbo? With that nigga crazy. I would have worked with that nigga. That's probably <laughs> the first person to come to mind. That's probably mm. the first come to mind. I love his beats. That nigga always got some cool shit. Don't he? I swear he don't work with like Busta, Missy, fucking uh, Jay Z, Jay. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Aaliyah. Like some yeah. of the best beats come from that nigga, bro. Yeah. Like he be. I like his ear. Yeah, Timbaland the beast. Yeah, Timbaland <laughs> the beast. You was expecting something else? No, something I, modern. I, no, I was thinking like. Cause to me, I see you as more like rock and roll type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could, you like a hybrid from rock and roll to like R and B. I see you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and I, in my mind, that's what I was thinking. You was more like maybe you more. What do you do? You lean to more more toward anyone? You see, are you people be calling me Lenny Kravitz? I'm dead. <laughs> they be like this nigga like Lenny Kravitz, but like I feel like he more on the rock and roll side, and that used to be more true to me. Cause I used to lean heavily on rock and roll side, but I really love the way that the women react to R and B. I love the way that the women react to the soul, and um, I love the way that it make me feel uh, to let that shit out and give them that experience. That shit is cool. It's something about soul and R and B. Talking about all that that sweet shit, you know what I'm saying? All that all that nasty shit. That shit is cool. <laughs> Do you got a um R and B song that you that that's your go to mm. that you will play for a chick? Hell yeah, I got a few of them. Let me hear. I got a few. Uh, we can't. Let, me, let me hear a little something, man. Look, 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 I got a few poisoning the other day. My voice a little fucked up. I ain't going to cap to you, bro. I ain't going to cap to you. Oh, okay. okay. And look, we ain't, we ain't trying to fuck they head up like that. Yes, right we now. are. Yes, we are. We are trying to fuck their head <laughs> up. We trying to fuck their head yes, up. Yes, we are. That's exactly Any what we trying time, to do. Look, y'all can catch me on Instagram any other time I sing, but I ain't going to do y'all like that right now, my voice like this. Oh. I ain't going <laughs> to do y'all like that. Whataburger over there in Forest Lane, close to, uh, what that motherfucker off? Look, any Whataburger close to Forest Lane, don't fuck <laughs> with it. Don't fuck with it on the night shift. I've been <laughs> fucked up three days. Dang. Three days. Okay, so let me let's just hear the song then. Okay. Can we just hear the song? Let me, yeah. We ain't gonna ask you to sing. I understand. Look, my goofy ass. I might be able to hum a little something, something looking at. What's the name of this song? What is the name of this bitch? You just be playing her. Huh? You just play from the soul. Man, for real. I need to I'll be making the uh name of the bitches after I uh recorded. I still ain't recorded this one though. That new one I was telling you about. <clears throat> Baby, roll my weed, weed, yeah. I know you love to smoke these trees, girl, yeah. Take away that negative energy, yeah. Fuck away all the worries of the week, baby. Reciprocate that same energy, yeah. Cause you've been 
talking that shit all week, baby. We gonna see you when I hit you with the D. Yeah. Make you feel so good and so sweet. I'm so good and so sweet. I'm so good and so sweet. Now, baby, baby, love it. Where you smoke these trees. Yeah. Trying to catch the feeling of pure ecstasy I feel it when you're near to me Now baby, won't you roll my trees? I know you love to smoke these trees Yeah Gotta sing, I'll let this sing. <laughs> yeah. I love when you smoke them trees. Yeah, smoke them trees. Come on and smoke them trees. Release that negative energy. Yeah, release that negative energy. Smoke them trees, baby, please. Reciprocate that energy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh. Come on, baby, get a high with me. Mm. Come on and smoke them trees. Baby, please reciprocate that energy. Yeah, reciprocate that energy. Yeah. <laughs> now, baby, come and drink some of this poison with me. Poison, yeah. I mixed a little something with this Hennessy, baby. Got me feeling you and you feeling me, yeah. Know you love to smoke these trees, smoke these trees, yeah. It's okay, baby. Please just roll some more weed for me, yeah. Now you've been talking about fucking all week, all week, all week, all week, all week, all week. Yeah. I just hope you reciprocate. That same energy, baby, when you see me. Yeah, when you see me. God damn, Rick. <laughs> damn. You feel me? Shit. <laughs> oh, shit, man. If that don't take off some draws, man. That's God what damn. Like, what? What? And I ain't even singing like I usually do. I be getting yeah. hot notes and shit. I'm a little raspy right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Cool, if I drink this water, please. Yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you, man. Dang. So what the um do you, you ain't got no girl? I'm I'm talking to somebody right now. You feel me? I'm talking to somebody right now. Oh, okay. You just you, one little person. You met her down at Deep Ellum or Ooh. or you been knowing her from you high school? You know it. You know I met her in Deep Ellum, look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I be trying to mind my business out there, but it be man. Man better tell somebody. That uh I'm telling you, it's something about Singing and the guitar. That'll fuck they head up. Man. Especially if you do it right. Man. Let you do it right. <laughs> Damn. They don't know how to act. This one girl twerked my microphone on the ground the other day. She twerking on me while I'm playing shit. The microphone on the ground. Is she twerking I, on the mic? On the mic, too. She got on the ground, started twerking on the mic. I t- turned my head to Joe. She started twerking on Joe. I'm like, boy, we got complete control of this hoe. <laughs> like, she going crazy, boy. <laughs> Somebody pussy popping like a motherfucker, boy. <laughs> Shit, crazy. What's what's one of the uh, another one, a crazy experience you had down there, man? The crazy. It's not a good one. Y'all want to hear a good one or a bad one, or y'all want to hear both? Both. Give us both. Okay, I'm gonna give y'all the good one first. Good one first. Cause I know you probably see all types of different shit going down in Deep Ellum, man. The the best experience in Deep Ellum, I'm gonna switch it up real quick, is seeing the children. The children, when it's early in the day before it get late in the night, seeing the young children, because I know I'm leaving an experience. Like, mm. sometimes I see toddlers just stop, nigga. They family walking. They're like, come on. Just nigga just stuck. Just looking like, what the fuck is this? This is live music, little nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit is beautiful, man. I fuck with that shit. Like, kids yeah. love this shit. They really do be loving it. It's crazy when I see that. That's my favorite part. But, um... Most fucked up thing that done happened out there. This was damn near a year ago now. I remember Joe was like, I don't think I want to do this shit no more. 
And I was like, man, it get raw here sometimes. We was chilling on the other side. We we was on the other side of the street. Usually we'd be on on Main. We was on Elm. And I had seen the shit about to take off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from the hood and shit. You feel me? Like, I, I had peeped the shit before it went down. And I was, like, telling them niggas, like, bro, it's probably about to go down. Family. What was going on? What, what made you? It was just some niggas that looked like they was spotting some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had seen some shit they was looking for. And it was a person. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like, not a bag. Not no, like, this is a part. Oh, there that nigga go type shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's probably about to go down. I'm thinking they just going to fight, probably. Like, they ain't going to air this shit out. It's thick. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people. It's thick. They can't just shoot that nigga. They not gonna. They ain't that raw. Them niggas was that raw. They got the bus and they got it five other niggas before they got to that nigga. The other five people live. They bust this. Hold nigga. on, hold on, because you talking slang and you talking fast. So check it out. Yeah. So. Check it out. Look, they started shooting into the crowd like fuck it. Whoever buy this nigga getting it. You feel oh, me? Oh damn. They got like five innocent people. But they all lived. The nigga they was aiming for, they got that nigga though. They got him one time inside of the head. Everybody watching him. His homies is watching him, recording his ass while he's spraying. You know what I'm saying? I ripped my shirt like, man, fuck this shit. Plugged the shit up and just made sure that he was still like breathing and shit. Cause I seen he was still breathing and shaking and shit. You know what I'm saying? Even though he had a shot in the head, like I know this nigga ain't coming back. But like he's still breathing, so fuck it. Let me mm-hmm. do what I can right now. You feel me? And like. Paramedics come up, they gonna bitch mode. Cop come up, they gonna bitch mode. They ain't never seen no crazy shit like that before. You know what I'm saying? I done seen some fucked up shit a few times. You feel me? And um, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, let's get this shit on the road. Get this nigga on here, bro. Take control. Like, let me take off, bro. I smell like iron and blood right now, nigga. Like, I'm I'm trying to get the fuck up out of this. You know what I'm saying? They finally take control and shit. And like, three days go by. I see it on the news and shit. Hear little bro passes and shit. I done seen this nigga before, before that incident. Like, I don't know if I done sold him weed or bought weed from him or like seen him at the West End or something like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I seen little bro before though. And uh, found out he was like 17 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the issue was, but bro shouldn't have been out there if you know niggas was looking for him. It's too many eyes that can see at once. You can only see so much. You feel me? And uh, hit. They was, it was a balloon visual a few days later, right? And I'm out there in Deep Ellum like I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm always out there. Family walked up to me and was like, I appreciate you, man. He wasn't there, but we got to say goodbye. You know what I'm saying? We got to say bye to him and shit like that. We really appreciate that, man. Like, he ain't had to do that shit. I could have came back. You know what I'm saying? I was mm. like, I wasn't really even tripping on none of that. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I ain't about to watch this nigga, like, go out like that, bro. How close were you to it? <laughs> Close to the motherfucker. Well, like, you could have got shot too? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Joe was like, I don't want to do this shit no more. I was like, nigga. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to tell you, man. This is part of the fucking game, bro. I done been stabbed in the leg out there. I done hit niggas with crowbars out there. I ain't never been robbed. I what happened? What do you, you mean you been stabbed in crowbar? What happened? I had to fight a, a crackhead out there one time. This nigga was hyped the fuck up on some crazy shit. He, he was saying he was going to stab me and the drummer. He kept on saying he was going to stab us. I was like, I got tired of this shit. I started whooping this nigga with a crowbar. This nigga was on the ground and shit. And, like, nigga, like, got me. I don't know how the fuck. I wasn't, like. In your leg? Yeah, right in my fucking knee. He got me in my knee with a big-ass knife. Fuck my shit up. I was still walking for a good minute before I was like, God damn, bro, like this shit really hurt. I had to go to the uh, hospital and shit. That shit was terrible, bro. That shit was terrible, man. Shit. That shit was terrible. And he just came out of nowhere and was like. Just on some hate and shit, you know what I'm saying? Just off his path, okay. off his mind. Damn. So I had to whack his shit a few times. And it got me, though. Damn. It got me. How often is that? How often is That's, it? Usually it's just a move to fuck around. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Usually I just got to disrespect the nigga in front of everybody and he move around. But sometimes the nigga really want them hoes. Mm. Sometimes the nigga really want them. Okay. So what days do you actually go down there to Deep Bellum? Are you there every day? Lately I've been going down there every day because I've just been... I've been bored and like just really like hungry to go out there and just experience some life because I... I ain't been really having much going on at home. And then it's like, it's summertime again. And it's like a lot of fucking people out there, like at all times again. So it's kind of like just lucrative to just be out there and just 
have fun. Just did the did the pandemic uh, mess you up any? Nigga, yes, cause like I had just started saving too, cause I was like, it's probably not gonna be like this forever. Like <laughs> I'd already been through like two winters with Deep Ellum or whatever, where it was like, oh shit. The first winter, I was like, damn, I should have saved. And I was like homeless out there and shit. I didn't know that it was gonna mm. get like that during the winter time. Then the second one, I had saved up for the winter, but probably still not as much as I should have. And then third time around, I was thinking about it. I was like, it's summertime right now. It's going to be winter and shit. Like, let me do this shit and then save up. You know what I'm saying? So I can be straight. And I don't got to sell no weed and do nothing. I don't got to do nothing. I'm just be chilling. That shit happened. Corona happened in the middle of the summertime. In the middle of me starting to stack. And in the middle of, like, time to get it in time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that shit fucked me off for a minute. I had just got a whip and shit. I just got a few things and, like, Maintaining that shit got to be a motherfucker. I had paid yeah. the whip off, luckily, but then I ended up getting to a wreck with that hoe. I had to get some shit fixed on that bitch. And then, like, the engine piece started fucking up on that bitch. I had to drop like six, seven hundred on that hood. Like, shit just started getting in the way, <laughs> nigga. My amp blew up in the middle of Corona, so I had to buy another amp. So, like, all that money I saved, that shit was like out the window. So I was like, damn, I gotta start trapping and shit. Damn. Gotta be a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that shit. I do not be want to do that. I don't watch all my family members bump their head. You know what I'm saying? Why the fuck would I go out here and do the same shit? Like, man, everybody in my family done did that shit. Like, even my, my tea lady done held the roof up doing that shit. God, niggas not going to do it at 3 in the morning. You feel me? Like, as a youngin' and shit. Like, I'm not trying to. I don't want that shit, nigga. Niggas yeah. kicking the dough in. I'm niggas done kicked the dough in. You know what I'm saying? Me and my little brother in the closet. I'm in the closet, nigga. They taking drugs. My uncle come out. What the fuck going on? Hop in the whip. Air out the apartments where them niggas at. We can't live here no more. We gotta move. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, we done. Like, I grew up roguish, nigga. Like really? What part of Dallas you from? Really? We moved around so much. It seemed like we was everywhere. The first place I can remember was like the six four over there in the Grove. Mm. And then like Oak Cliff after that for a minute, and then North Dallas after that, and we aired North Dallas out. We aired Oak Cliff out. Aired every it just seemed like Uncle Keenan was turning up like a motherfucker <laughs> everywhere. Like bitch, yeah, Uncle Keenan gangster. I love that nigga, man. Yeah, damn. Oh, man. So as far as like uh, with your music, man, what what would you say? Like these are the top. Three things that I need to get me to the next level. Uh, management. Um, I was about to say a manager that's on they shit. Somebody from L.A. probably that's really just got connections. Why you want L.A., man? Just I feel like it's a lot of people bumping shoulders out there. It's a good place to bump shoulders. You know what I'm saying? I, I here's what I here's what I say about L.A. I agree with you about that, but also I feel like the LA managers they Saturated. know how to they know how to fuck people too. Mm. Or they know how to take advantage, you know what I'm saying? Where they'll give you something where it's like, yeah, man, we're going to give you 100,000 for, you know what I mean? But he really know the event coordinator and it's really more than 100,000. Exactly. You just lost like 50 exactly. bands probably. But, you know what I mean? It depends <laughs> on I would say with a manager I would say with a manager I would want somebody who is who does know who does have connections because that's what that's all a manager is mm-hmm. to get you more gigs and do that thing. But somebody who is who really enjoys the music more than they love the business of it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because a lot of times I feel like these managers they just know the business side, and if they see something they can make money with, then they'll be like, "All right, come on, we'll we'll take you, we'll we'll manage you." Mm-hmm. But they not really like hands on and really love the music and really invested in what Ricky want to do in his band. You know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. So even though I say yes, tell watch me, out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Watch out. Just and 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 management only supposed to get I think fifteen to twenty percent of whatever they bring to the table, man. Yeah, I had I had this little contract I was looking at where he was talking about getting like. Literally ten percent of what I was looking at, and I was like, "This nigga go hard," because that's what I was thinking. I was like, 20 percent about the regular." Yeah, I'll be seeing. Yeah, but I'm gonna be signing shit. I just be having my lawyer just look at shit, and he's like, "This shit good." I'm like, 
I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm probably chill out for a minute. He done showed me like about two, three good ones. He said that was like decent ones for me. That would have been all right. But like it's, I just don't want to be tied down. I really don't. I love this freedom. To be yeah. Like. So okay, we got management. What else? So management. Um, more of a catalog. That's what we're working on right now. We finally got our first album done, which is a feat. I was always scared of that as a musician. Why? I just seemed like, like, like okay, I got one good song. Like, let's imagine my first song, you know what I'm saying? When that first hoe came, the first song. Like, this is my first song I ever made that really, really went hard, you know what I'm saying? This was the first one I made that I was uh, proud of. Like nigga, now what? Like, we, <laughs> like I just made that hoe. I got lyrics to it and shit. Now what? Like I gotta make a whole another song. That shit is difficult. It you is. You know what I'm saying? It Especially is. like once you just put all this focus into unlocking that, and that's all your mind is really focused on at that time. You gotta let that shit go, and then completely look at this shit like a new fucking instrument once again, and like try to come at it at a different angle with somebody else's mindset or something like that. No, man, you got you have a a fucking story that you probably don't even know that you even tapped into that you could actually use for lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That you, the stuff that you didn't probably seen, the stuff that you probably want to happen, things like that, that's what you need to tap into. And I think those kind of stories, because they coming from a real place, mm. will resonate with people, man. Tap into what, what, what Ricky got going on in here and what Ricky want, and then don't be afraid to talk about and this is just my me speaking from what I want right. from artists. Don't be afraid to talk about things that that happened in the past or things that you went through, because mm-hmm. people will relate to that kind of shit, man. Definitely that. We because we, I know as a as a listener, as like I want to hear people's struggles. I want to hear people's wins. I want to I want to hear people like want to be in love and chasing love. Like I like that kind of shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what I. That's what I. I love listening to those kind of records, and then it, it brings me closer to that artist when I hear, like, damn, that nigga really want that girl. That's why motherfuckers like, like Drake. Kanye or something like that. Yeah, when that's he why a, people like Drake. You could tell when that nigga in a relationship or not when he making some music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, talk about all that. Don't don't be vulnerable when you want, you know what I'm saying when you thinking the lyrics and writing, because you got you got a a hellified story. That um, I think people would love to hear. You know what I mean? Especially you got, and you could tell in your voice, it's like real grainy, but it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's raw. I, and I, that's what I like about it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why, because I, I find you, I don't even know if you know, I found you on Instagram. Yeah. And I looked, I looked through all your shit and I was like, this nigga got something. Like I feel I just like it. my catalog, my Instagram is like an archive of my journey. Like his videos all the way back whenever I was trash, nigga. Like just to show a motherfucker, like you can do this too. Yeah, you can do this too. Yeah, and that's why that's why I fuck with it so heavily. Cause I'm like, dude got something. You know what I'm saying? He just he's a diamond in the rough. Mm. That's that's. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll take a picture. <laughs> Motherfuckers want to take a picture once they make it to the top. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you the whole journey, man. Let you know that this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Okay, so management and you just... More songs, that's just going to come with time. Just a catalog. Yeah, that's just going to come with time. And then the last one would be, like, marketing. Marketing Mm. as much as possible. Like, trying to heavily market myself. Endorsing. Like, putting money into marketing, basically. Rather, it's buying my way on Instagram, YouTube. Um, I don't know if you can do that on Spotify and shit like that. I'm pretty I sure. Got, I pretty got, sure you could. I know. I know a, a site that can that can do all that. Pretty much paying to win, my nigga, and cheating like the rest of these motherfuckers. Nah, don't you cheat, man. <laughs> That's don't what I'm cheat. trying to do, nigga. Nah, don't cheat. <laughs> don't cheat. <laughs> don't cheat. Because with anything, man, you got to build a foundation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got to build a foundation, and if it's not, if you build it too fast, the shit will crumble fast too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Let we I'm about to say let's build it, but you can build it, you can build it from where you where you at right now. Yeah, because you all you all you think you need is just more eyes on you. 
Definitely that. That's it. That's all. I don't know about the whole band, but I'm just talking about you per se. Mm. All you need is just more eyes on you, man. Mm. That's it. And then you on your way. Because you got a hell of a story. You got you likable. You know what I mean? And you can play the hell out of guitar. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's what I see. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Man, I fuck with you, Rick. I appreciate it, family. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the effort that you went into getting bro up over here, man. I appreciate For it. For sure, man. I'm saying Tapping Podcast is probably the most um, professional and tenacious podcast that I uh, have had the pleasure of talking to. And, like, this is my first podcast ever. But I really i have always wanted to do a podcast. I always used to be like, you know, I was playing guitar in like the first few years. Be like, boy, they going to wonder where the fuck I came from. They going to know what the fuck going on and shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you travel though? Do you travel? Yeah. We done been to California. Uh, me and the drummer, we went out to California on some business shit and was just having fun out there and shit a little bit. And then, Y'all didn't set up and play or nothing like that? No, I was really just on some business mostly, but we had fun here and there. And then, uh, we went out to uh, a cabin out in uh, Oklahoma, like Broken Bow, I think. Yeah. And we rented the cabin out the whole band and was just in the cabin for a few days making music. We made a few good songs in there. When we was deep in the woods with shitload of weed, good ass mm. weed, just like <laughs> eating like motherfucker, getting high. We were shooting arrows and shit. Apparently, I'm culting a motherfucker with an arrow. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I can shoot guns, <laughs> arrows, and everything, nigga. Fuck some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I was talking about though. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant though was, Look at me you, <laughs> Running on No What I meant was Do you travel like To other places And to perform music. Yeah no, That's like, what we're talking about Right now We just got an offer From a band Out in California They play some different music Than us But like It'll it'll be good to contrast Have some contrast um, They're talking about Paying us about a rack To come out to California Like That's Enough for us to probably pay for gas and get everybody like two hundred dollars maybe you know what i'm saying so like that that should be cool i feel like that'll be cool that ain't no biggie for I, us to, and then for us to go to california have some fun and go out there and like do that you we know i think it that. would be dope i think it would be dope if you could go because i know california venice beach they have like street performers out there mm-hmm. we want to go out there perform out there i know memphis got i think it's bell street or bill street <laughs> Um, perform out there, deep Ellum, and then hit all these different places and just performing. That's what we're doing next. We're about to get an RV in the next few months. Like, in the next five months, we should have, like, a Class B RV that's, like, really nice. That can, like, I think that'll live be at least four people. Yeah. And we're just going to take off. It's going to be nice. I think that'll be, be fire, nice. man. Jimmy got us on the RV, man. The drummer boy, when I say that we balance each other out, Joe know the business. Jimmy has the finances in order to push us, and I have the material in order for you to listen to us. And like, we balance each other out a lot. We had a little breakup for a minute. I went to jail, came out, and like, my mind was a little bit clearer and shit. And I started thinking about shit, and I was like, I was being greedy, being big headed about myself. And really, because like, I know that I'm talented than a motherfucker, but at the same time, I'm not gonna lie and say that like, them niggas is not a, I feel like they're a crucial part to my, my journey and my goals. Like, to some extent, we kind of need each other. Them motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers go hard. I was thinking about it all the wrong way. I was like, they on my coattail. I'm a cold motherfucker. I'm David Ruffin. Hell <laughs> no, nah, nigga. Because David Ruffin ain't shit without the temptations, my nigga. You feel me? Like, yes. I love them niggas. Them niggas go hard. They hold me up. Yeah. Me down. We, I'm a, well, I want to try to um, schedule. We had a whole band in, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want a whole band in, but, you know, we just dealing with you know, minor space. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So, but I definitely want, I want to see the whole band. You said it's the. Uh, they sounded emotional when I said it was just me. It was like, really? we got a podcast? I was like, nah, nigga, I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like, I can see if you can come up there. And I was like, nah, he said, ain't enough space, man. It's just me, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I, we definitely want the whole band. You say it's Joe and who else, John? Joe and Jimmy. Joe and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Joe and Jimmy. We want y'all to come up here, definitely man. We, we definitely want y'all to come up here. Y'all can find them on Instagram. Uh, Jimmy is at Johnny Depps on Instagram, and Joe is Joe on Bass at Instagram. Our Instagram name for the band is Late Night Call Band. And you already know me. I'm Slick Rick on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
Man, Ricky, man, you want to play us anything on the way out, man? I appreciate you Definitely tapping that. in with us, I man. I appreciate you. For Let sure, me man. Let's motherfucker talk some shit for a yes, minute. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to play uh, the Deep Ellum Blues. This is the second song I made, man. I remember uh, I was homeless. I was down and out, my nigga. I was just praying a lot at that time and getting real close to the Lord. He, he had a way of uh, bringing me to my knees when I got too cocky. He done did it a few times just to get my attention and hear my voice. But um, yeah, I remember praying to him. I was like, man, give me a blues song. I don't got a blues song. I need a good bluesy song, Lord. And uh, this came to me out of nowhere. Yo, man. It's been real, though. Yes, sir. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Don't forget, y'all. The getting is in the giving. Holla at y'all. Tap in podcast. Holla.